Why do I always feel so tired? That's the million dollar question. That's the question that a lot of people ask themselves all the time. Well, today, we're gonna tell you why you always feel so tired. And not only that, we're gonna give you some solutions on how you cannot feel so tired. So stay tuned and come back. Hey, Brown Beauties. Welcome to Living Inflammation Free with me, Andretta Robinson, your functional nutrition health coach. And I'm Akila Harvey. We are your mother-daughter hosts, bringing two different generations together bi-weekly to give you easy, actionable steps to help rid your body of chronic inflammation. Hey, 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 Andretta's here again for another solo episode. Episode, I'm sorry. I missed my sidekick, but she'll be here hopefully before this episode is over. If not, we'll catch her on the next one. But today's topic is one that I think resonates with everybody. And it's that one we ask ourselves sometimes in the middle of the day, at the end of the day, in the morning, before you grab your coffee, why are you tired? <laughs> okay. So, you know, before I used to ask myself that question as well. I have a lot of energy too. I mean, you know, I can run circles around people twice younger than me, but you know, that's another story for another day. But I used to ask myself that. And when I started removing some of those inflammatory foods and and other inflammatory things in my life, my energy level actually picked up. Because if you haven't noticed, and I'm sure you have, that the older you get, the more your energy can tank. And I mean, sometimes at a rapid pace. I mean, you're like, oh, my God, why am I so tired? Which is why so many people feel worn out and sluggish and out of it by the time they reach middle age. And they have this low energy. But it's a feeling like, you know, you feel like you're losing your zest for life that you once had. And you may find yourself feeling weak and exhausted. And it just zaps your motivation big time. You know, you have all these plans for the things you want to do. And, but your energy is not, you know, your, your brain want to do it, but your energy level is just not there. Well, today, we're going to talk about 11 inflammatory foods that could be wreaking havoc on your body, causing you to be tired. Yeah, what you eat can make you tired. Also, what you think, too, can make you tired, too. Thinking negative thoughts can make you tired as well. So I want to remind you to get rid of those negative thoughts in your life as well. But today we're going to talk about food. So in case you don't remember, we're going to remind you what chronic inflammation is. And that's what we're talking about here. Unlike acute inflammation, which is a short-term effect when you experience an infection or tissue damage, like a deep cut on your body, you know, that's, that's infection. That's acute inflammation. You know, there's nothing wrong with that kind of inflammation. But chronic is that slow, long-lasting. Sometimes it just stays there. And it can just go on for too long. So let's find out about the top 11, 11 inflammatory foods that could be causing havoc. What's number one? <laughs> I wonder anybody out there could guess what the number one food is. And it's so crazy because when I was doing um, the research on this and I saw it as number one, I was like, are you kidding me? Do people still use margarine? Do you? I bet you got some blue bonnet in your refrigerator. If you do, throw it out. Okay. Blue bonnet margarine. Margarine is one of the top inflammatory because you put it on everything. Think about it. You're putting margarine. If you're not using butter, it's an ultra 
processed food. Did you know they make margarine out of plastic? Ugh. And it can cause inflammation in the body and negatively impact your heart health. Try using olive oil instead, okay, if you must have it. Number two, sugar-sweetened beverages. Woo, baby. So this, these things here cause chronic inflammation. They release what is called cytokines. Cytokines, and you might have heard that word during the pandemic because a lot of people were suffering from this uh, releasing pro-inflammatory cytokines. So if you're a soda lover, opt for a pop that's made with less sugar than those traditional sodas. I don't got to call no names, but, you know, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and all them people. Uh, there's one out there called Olipop. Try it. It may offer some benefits. Or try sparkling water with some lemon, you know, and put your favorite fruit in there, like some strawberries or something like that. But, yeah, Olipop is an alternative. It's okay. The number three, wow, this is a hard one for a lot of people to just be still in my heart. This was a hard one for me to give up to, so I understand. It's fried food. Yeah. Fried food can produce a compound called, let me mess this word up real good, acrylamide. Okay. It'll be in the show notes if you want to find out what it is. But anyway, for all my scientific nerds out there, because I know I got some nerds out there. Anyway, some data suggests that high consumption of this compound is linked to inflammation. Yeah, French fries. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. French fries, it's hard to give up. Whew. I uh, found a way to bake them in the oven and make them crunchy, too. So it took me some research to do that. But, yeah, French fries. Because you know what it is? They're using that same oil over and over and over again. And so they're not cleaning the oil in your fast food places. If you're at home, you know, and you're probably using a clean oil, maybe not so bad. But, you know, those people, we you know, but a lot of people eating out all the time, you know. So you're getting that French fries has been fried in those inflammatory oils. Okay. All right. Well, this is an obvious one. Number four is alcohol. <laughs> so, all right. It's so much information out there because, you know, some people say, well, red wine is good for you. How could it be inflammatory? Well, you know, they're not talking about drinking a whole bottle of red wine. <laughs> we talk about this in another episode on how easy it is to sit at home and drink a whole bottle by yourself. Um, but there's moderate alcohol consumption appears to be associated with reduced inflammation. Moderate. What's moderate? Can you drink one glass, a half a glass? I hope you can. Excessive alcohol consumption has opposite effect. Now, it's pro-inflammatory. So the daily guidelines, this is the one that, and, you know, I ain't never went by the FDA, but, you know, but, hey, this is what they put out there. They recommend that people choose not to consume alcohol or lemon alcohol intake to two drinks or less in a day for men and one drink or less in a day for women. Uh, that's been long the guideline, but you know, once you start drinking, they're going to give you some salty chips and you're going to keep drinking. But anyway, mocktails. Now this is one of my favorites. I've been doing mocktails cause mocktails is, yeah, it ain't got no alcohol in it. It ain't as much fun, but you know, you can make them feel, you know, you know, alcohol is like a social event for most people. So sometimes you just find yourself drinking along because other people are drinking, but I now go to events and I make them make me a nice mocktail. Yes, just like the name sounds, but it ain't bad. You know, it's a lot of varieties you can work with. Number five. Oh, boy. 
refined grains. What is a refined grain? Okay. I know y'all think wheat flour is healthy. It's not. <laughs> okay. Refined re wheat flour has been stripped of slow digesting fibers and nutrients, which means your body break them down very quickly. And the more your body digests glucose-containing foods, the faster your blood sugar can spike. These spikes can spike your insulin level, okay, making it pro-inflammatory. So refined grains are not good for you. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, refined brains, grains are found in bread. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you got a sandwich. Oh, sandwich, as we used to say, when, <laughs> anyway, sandwich. When you eat these breads, and I'm going to name, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and name a few of them. That's really bad because you see them on the shelf all the time. All right, Wonder Bread, stay away. Sunbeam, stay away. Ooh. Y'all think Pepperidge Farm is good, don't you? Mm-mm. The Pepperidge Farm farmhouse multigrain bread, bad, inflammatory. Here's one that I see people picking up and I know it's good. It's that King Hawaiian sweet sliced bread, bad, inflammatory. Again, just this is for your information. Just remind yourself when you're buying it, you know, don't eat the whole loaf. Okay, that's what we that's what we're trying to tell you here. You know, I'm not saying don't ever have it or but you know, the more you know, the better you're gonna do, right? Number six. Oh my god. Yeah, plastic. <laughs> Everything is in plastic, and plastic is so inflammatory. Yes, I know you know about BPA containers. Yes, uh, you know, they use it for packaging. It prevents the can from rusting, you know, but BPA can leach into your food and it can induce chronic inflammation. All right. So many brands now advertising that the packaging is BPA free. So, be, you know, look for those if you can. All right. Number seven. Ooh, da, 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 da. Processed meat, yeah, sausage, <laughs> bacon, hot dogs. Woo, we love that stuff, don't we? But guess what? It's inflammatory. If you're tired, you know how you eat a sandwich. So let's let's think about this. You got the sunbeam bread. You're putting the you're putting the sausage or bacon between the toast. You go out and all of a sudden you just get tired. You know how you eat sometimes and you're tired. Well, here's your reason, okay? It's the processed meats. And yeah, sausage, bacon, and hot dogs fall under processed meat in case you didn't know that. All right, let's go to the next one. Number eight. Okay, candy. I mean, duh. <laughs> I mean, you're just basically eating pure sugar. So, and while it could be satisfying, you know, it could contribute to chronic inflammation. So just try to limit your intake on glucose, fructose, anything with that O set to end. If you see it in the packaging, it's not good. For you and it will make you tired. It's it's good going down, but you know, by the hour later you're tired. So, you know, try to stay away from candy. Number nine. Oh, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me, don't kill me. <sighs> All my police officers out there, hi. But I know y'all grab donuts every morning. <laughs> Number nine is the donut. So we already know that eating fried food and high quantities of sugar. A link to chronic low-grade inflammation, 
But when you combine them in one bite, like when you indulge in a donut, you get a double whammy of inflammation, man. I mean, you're going to be tired. I mean, not tired, tied. <laughs> Number 10. Oh, man, this was a hard one for me because I like pasta. It's pasta. So it has a refined grain and it has a real low glycemic index. But when it comes to promoting inflammation, but it does have pro-inflammatory, can be linked to higher inflammation. Now, there are pastas now, though. Have you noticed on the shelf there are pastas made out of all kind of things? So, you know, look at your ingredients. Uh, I like brown rice pasta because it's low inflammatory when I do make pasta dishes. All right, number 11. Finally, we're at the end because I know you guys are tired of hearing about these things. But I got to tell you, right? I'm here to tell you. Organ meat. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Liver. Ooh, we think liver is good for us. Uh, <laughs> well, it's organ meats, okay? This food has a pro-inflammatory potential. Uh, it is actually, it's chronic low-grade inflammation. So just watch your organ meat. Yeah, and that includes, uh, hey, all you chitterling lovers out there. <laughs> we know chitterling has got to be inflammatory. And it is. Uh, but I know somebody want to fight me for that, so fight me. All right, so we know now that we get rid of these foods. We can be on a journey. It's not a sprint. You can pick one at a time to eliminate and evaluate how you feel. Just, you know, just all of a sudden go a week without it and see how you feel. You know, I, I know we're not trying to tell you to quit everything. And we know, again, that, you know, this thing of getting inflammation free is a journey, not a sprint. But if you find yourself tired all the time, continue to be inspired. Replace the bad foods with good ones and your energy will soar. All right, that's enough for today. And you've got 11 foods to work with, eliminate into your diet. And as always, what do we always say at the end? Please, please continue. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell them about us, find us everywhere, download us, email us. Please let us know what you're thinking out there. It's just so much better when we hear from you at info at brownwomenwellness.com. And uh, I'll see you on the next episode. This is Andretta. Bye. Thank you for listening to Living Inflammation Free, sponsored by Brown Women Wellness. If you want to know more about us and our podcast, check us out over on our website at brownwomenwellness.com or livinginflammationfree.com. Join our Facebook group at Living Inflammation Free and coming soon, our Brown Women Wellness community group. And remember, we are not doctors and any information shared by us is not medical advice. Please always follow your doctor's advice. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast and let us know what you loved about this week's episode. And please subscribe to wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget to find us across all social platforms at Brown Women Wellness or at Living Inflammation Free. As always, show notes with links to what we talked about today in this week's episode will be in the description box. Talk soon, babes.